Greetings. Welcome to episode number 31 of Inglorious Artists with me, Peter Holland. And today I'm talking to director and writer Andreas Lindegård. Andreas has been working on comedy shows both in Sweden and uh, in the United States, and on cooking shows for an international market, and lots of other things. And he just finished a very DIY feature film that he made together with a previous Inglorious Artist guest, Patrick Carlson, called Case Study. And we're going to dive right in and talk about that whole deal. This is my conversation with Andreas Lindegård. I just, uh, a couple of days ago, went to see a screening of your latest film. So you you made a movie in six days. Uh, yes, we shot it in, in six days, and uh, it took me maybe twice as long to cut it. So we had a well, movie yeah. in, um, yeah, in a couple, two, two and a half, three weeks, we had a movie. And the script process was? Uh, one week, with, uh, with rewrites and everything. So yeah, there was... Uh, I decided to make the the Swedish Film Institute. They changed the definition of a feature in Sweden uh, last year. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. From seventy two minutes to sixty minutes, uh, and I had an idea of making a a short. But when they changed that definition, I I I, I told myself I'm going to make a feature. Yeah. Six, sixty minutes. Mm. So I wrote a script um, that could. I mean, my premise, the, the whole premise of that script was was to make a movie really, really fast and really cheap. And that is lightning speed, yeah. so mission accomplished. And the aim was to get it up to 60 minutes, and we timed every single scene, and once we reached 60, everything beyond that was a bonus, and it ended up being uh, the, 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 the finished movie is 67 minutes. So uh, Sweden has had its own, maybe together with the rest of Europe, I don't know, but they had something called film, so they had short and then they had a medium format and then they had a feature and feature mm. was 3000 meters of 35 millimeter <laughs> film, yeah, okay, yeah, which, yeah. which translates to 72 minutes all oh, right well it doesn't feel like anything less than a feature and uh since this is like made lightning speed uh, and you and the other actor because you are acting in it as well mm. you are also the team they are it's only us two yeah yeah <laughs> i wrote it i shot it i directed it i cut it and there is minimal lighting and uh we since it's a mockumentary mm. in a way mm. we didn't care about showing the sound equipment so the sound equipment right. sometimes is just in frame yeah yeah yeah. and there is no level ears you know like there's no mics no um yeah that's uh it was only us us two and um, Patrick, who was the actor, main actor in it, he uh, yeah, he did previous his own. guest on the podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Carlson, he um, he took care of uh, himself very much. He uh, studied his uh, lines. He had to do a lot preparations without me, and then got the wardrobe. And there's no makeup, and I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. But um, yeah, there's only us two in the mm. team. Yeah, you, you can trust him to do who, what he needs to do. Yeah. He's created what he does. So mm. there's like uh, some graphics and styles in it that make me think about like mid '90s grungy kind mm. of style. It, was that also because it? You said it was some minimal lighting, but it's 
essentially a Dogma 95 movie in a way. Mm. Oh, yeah. It is. And and actually, there was uh, we had, um, we borrowed all the, the, the sound equipment. And the person we borrowed it from, he said, I could be the sound guy. Mm. And we decided not to. Mm-hmm. So even though we had people who wanted to be part of the filmmaking, we had people who want to be assistants. And, you know, there were a lot of people that volunteered. And uh, we decided, no, we don't want anyone. No. Because we wanted to be very intimate. I had it shot in my house. I had it to myself for two weeks. So Patrick moved in with me. And uh, if we decided, if you want to shoot a scene late at night, we shot it late at night. Mm. If you want to do early in the morning, if you want to have breakfast and then take a break. I mean, it was really flexible. And mm. we didn't, no one had to come a certain time. Uh, it was really good to just be two of us. But it, it is... Um, uh, it is slightly influenced by the 90s movie, yeah, mm. which is called it's Man Bites Dog. It's a... Oh, yeah, I heard the title. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a, it's a Belgic movie, I think. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, the 90s reference is uh, definitely there. And also the graphics, the opening credits, mm-hmm. and that's all, all 90s. Very, at times. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, if you had been more people in the team, you wouldn't have as much freedom to move around in the house and point the camera at any direction you wanted to. Yeah. And, uh, cause it, I, I'm not, I don't know how much you blocked it and choreographed what you were going to do, but it feels kind of free in, in mm. some way. It, that mockumentary feel was actually really there. We, we blocked and rehearsed every single scene. Um, but since we did everything ourselves, we, there are a couple of blunders in it. Most people don't see them, but mm-hmm. I, I see them um, because I have I have kids mm-hmm. and I had to move every single sign of children right yep. out of frame. Mm. And sometimes you see them. Mm. Sometimes you see, oh my God, there's a close in the background. There is a, mm. you know. Uh, so that's where we, that's where we couldn't, I think we, we tried to be only two of us and then make a movie. But if I would have done it again, maybe we could have had one more person mm-hmm. just to make sure that we didn't miss anything when it comes to continuity and oh yeah, okay, background yeah. and mm. just someone like just mm. maybe not maybe someone like a script supervisor slash mm. assistant slash uh, you know um, art director. I don't know. Yeah, but because that's that we missed that a few times. Take some of the burden yeah. off you guys. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is like a spoiler, but there's a a moment in the film where the the lead guy goes away by himself and films himself mm. was that like actual the case weren't you around when he did that i i am around you are okay yeah and mm. um uh if you see it again and when he there are a couple of of things you can't if this was a real mockumentary there are mm. a couple of things that could not have happened okay there is a, a when he when the main actor, he works out in the beginning, there is a cut in action. It's an action cut. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That cannot happen. No, no, no. There's, there's two takes there. Yeah. There's also when he drives, he puts his hand outside the window and all of a sudden it cuts to that view mm. from his hand. Yeah. That it's, couldn't happen either. No, because it's just you. And him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But when, when he does that, when he just, when, when he first puts his hand out and it switches to that shot, you can see my knee in, mm. fra- in frame. <laughs> I'm sitting in the back seat. No one saw it. No, during that I didn't. No, but it is there. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I, I was around mm. the whole time. 
There was something about a blanket as well. Somebody said that they yeah, noticed. But yeah, there is um exactly. Oh well, all those things just kind of make it more interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But but what possessed you? What what did you come to this like? Let's do this crazy thing. Um, I have said this before, and and I'll probably say this in every single interview. Um, but it's true. As a director, you never practice. It's like a pianist. He he. Uh, practice a lot mm-hmm. and then he he or she performs as a director you don't practice and when you do practice you're actually getting paid for it you're working so it's ridiculous you don't really yeah. practice so much you don't really get to do it unless it's in situ yeah, right. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so i uh, i i want to do i want to practice uh, in order to get better so that was one reason another reason was just that i i uh, i've done a lot of television Mm. And a few years ago, St. Knut's group was formed five mm. years ago. I thought I could make a really elaborate, huge movie mm-hmm. for no money. Mm. I really thought I could. Yeah. And about a week into, into the production, I realized that this is never, ever going to work. Because mm. you guys had like 10,000 euros yeah. around here. Yeah. I completely miscalculated what I was capable of doing and how it is to make like a big feature movie. Mm. If I had 10 times the amount, maybe that's not even enough. I could have made a a real... Because the movie is very beautiful, but it doesn't doesn't work. Okay. So Mm. it was very surprising for me because I'd done so much television. I thought I could make a movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was another reason I just want to make another movie and and make it a, like make a success this time, like make like succeed mm, in mm. not making a masterpiece, but making a movie that actually moves forward and keeps people's interest up. Mm. So yeah, mm. that was those are the, those are two biggest reasons. All right, yeah. yeah. So, but when you've done TV, you had a lot of budget though, but maybe didn't have to think about it, even consider it because. You just came there to do a job, and well, that depends. In Sweden, the budget is fairly small. Yeah, sure, comparatively. Yeah, yeah. and I, I've done television in the United States. We had a big budget. Mm. But yeah, but, yeah. Because uh, in okay, in Sweden, you've done like comedies, uh, sitcoms, and uh, sketch shows and things like that on a national level. Yeah, and in the states, you've done the show uh, Swedish Dicks. Um, yeah, That's... which is also a comedy, detective yeah. comedy thing. So uh, what is, in, in short terms, what's your journey from going, hey, I want, think I want to be a director, and then uh, being in the States doing Swedish Dicks, let's say? It's a long journey, and I, I've done so many jobs mm. in, in the film industry. I really have. I went to film school in the United States. I went to Columbia College, Hollywood, oh, yeah. transferred to UCLA. Um, and then uh, a lot of people, most people get in and they say, I'm going to be a director. Or producer. Oh, okay. Yeah. And after a year or so, a lot of people realized, no, directing is not what I thought it was. Nah, I want to be a cinematographer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So a lot of people, so it split. But I stuck with it. I wanted to be a director. Uh, but I, 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 uh, I finished uh, the producing and directing program. Mm. But once you get out of school, no one's going to say, hey, you want to direct a movie? <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> but it was, mm-hmm. I had a friend who became a production designer. Mm-hmm two years older than me, and he hired me as an art director. 
So I did a lot of movies, a lot of really low budget movies like Murder Cycle and Evil Eye and, you know, <laughs> like horrible movies, but a lot of fun. Did them as uh, as an art director. We, we, uh, we were two Swedes on that art department and one Brit and then two Americans. And we did quite a lot of movies. And then we also started making music videos. So I was an art director. Um, and then... I also got a job editing. Uh, a friend of mine who's a casting agent who I met on one of those movies. Mm-hmm. She got a job working for uh, a guy called the Gear Guru, and he was uh, selling advertise. I mean, he was uh, advertising exercise equipment after uh-huh. news. So, like, mm-hmm. so the new- evening news came, and then they had a little special. He came and he sold his, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, advertised these things, and and his little semi-commercials that were shown mm. i cut those mm. like infomercials yeah, yeah kind of like mm. really short infomercials and also once he was done with the show he gave me all the shows to cut to advertise for new clients mm. so i worked for him so i learned editing and then i got a job um, as a photo assistant um, for stills mm. and this was back when it was filmed so mm-hmm. i had to load all the cameras and was full formats and, and medium format and did that and then uh, at the same time i did some set dressing and art directing and all that mm-hmm. uh, but then uh, um all still in the states all this is the united mm. states all this mm. in los angeles mm. and i also worked as a as a first a first ad uh assistant director mm. um a few jobs mm. How did you get that job? Just from uh, networking and just from networking. And I always told people I want to be a director. So they, so once mm. someone called me up and said there is a, a as a there is a movie shooting and they lost their first AD. Mm. Do you want to do it? And then actually, I only worked in that first movie as a as a as a first AD for a week. Mm. Hated it. Okay, <laughs> because I thought that first AD was was kind of like directing, like. It sounds like assisting directing, but yeah. I realized this has nothing to do no, with directing. No, it's more like wrangling people. Yeah. And it was horrible. Yeah. So I did I only did two projects like that, and I realized I'm not going to, I don't want to be this. No. But the, the, the upside of it is that you're so close to the director that yeah. you can see them work, though. Yeah. So in that way, you learn, maybe. Yeah, that was really good. And then what I did, um, and I did direct a few uh, uh, commercials, like c-level commercials you know united states you have national broadcast and you have state broadcast and Mm. you have local broadcast Mm, mm, mm. so like the local broadcast um and then i became like a one one man service team um this was because i a friend of mine is a photographer and he had a a friend producer friend from sweden and they were going over to shoot um, commercials in in la Mm. and they they needed someone to get permits and crew up and maybe find cast and do all those things mm-hmm. book hotels and you know drive them around and all so i i did that i became like a one-man per, uh, service team sometimes i had to hire a location manager and drivers and stuff but Mm-mm-mm. i did that for a while and then that led to producing so i produced a few uh, commercials in the united states and then i moved back to sweden mm. how come uh, i had a i got a i became a dad Oh yeah, okay. So I wanted mm. to. He was three years old when he moved back, and then in Sweden, I just knocked on pe- on doors. I just said, you know, I'm back, and this is my real. This is what I've done, and eventually, I um, 
handed up an anagram in, in Lund mm, mm. as an... Um, what, what, I don't, forgot what I did there at the beginning. I probably was some kind of assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I assisted on Tina Nordstrom had a webisode. Like a, oh, okay. a Swedish chef. Yeah, she, had a, yeah. she had a webisode. And then I took over directing of that webisode. Mm, because mm-hmm. the director... Yeah, Scandinavian cook. No, no this was before that. This oh, was okay. like some. She had something. I think she worked. For, that was for evening press. Aftonbladet. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and then I, and then I started um, editing hip hip, mm. which is a sketch show. Sketch show yeah. in Sweden, yeah. Like our version of Little Britain, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, and uh, became one of the directors mm. on that. Mm. And then I just kept directing. Uh, I have produced too. But I've done a lot of food. I've done a lot of food shows. Mm, yeah, yeah. A lot of food yeah, shows. Yeah, I see on your IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, so many. How do you direct those? Um, What's the big big difference, let's say? Well, there's no, act, there's no actor. What you do is you decide what you're going to shoot and when you need aerial footage footage, and when you need, when you need uh, to shoot something from a car or... Mm. Just make it beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then oh. the cooking itself, because we did this called New Scandinavian Cooking. Mm. We always cook outdoors. Um, you just have to make sure that that the, the chef says everything and all the elements are covered. And we did mm. it in Swedish and English. Oh, so all right. We, you really have to make sure that everything is done in both languages. So you like cut two different shows to yeah. broadcast abroad and uh, yeah. in Sweden. Wow. Yeah. Sounds yeah, like there must be long days to do everything twice. And We didn't have that long days. Very efficient. Mm. Uh, and chefs work differently. Some want to do one segment in one language and, and then do the second. I mean, and then go back and do it again. Mm. Some want to do the whole cooking and then go back and do it. Um, in a different language but no we mm. we didn't have that long days but we had we we were we travel around a lot we were in we've been in colombia costa rica and france and i've seen norway every single part of norway mm-hmm. but that show was shown in 100 languages a hundred hundred million viewers so something about cooking shows they can yeah. really get feet i know and there are several like networks out there just doing cooking shows so they yeah. must have a lot of content like, yeah okay do you have something give us <laughs> And it's been good, but it's not what I really want to do, but it's been good. Mm, I like mm, it. Mm. But when you started working on Hip Hip, uh, did you find that you had an affinity to, for uh, directing comedy? Yeah, I think comedy is extremely difficult. Mm. And I think um, Hip Hip Season 3 had problems. Okay. Um, and that was super helpful for me. Because mm. I think... Because then you could actually see the problems and yes, do something. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, see, I think season one and two, um, I, I I think, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think there was more enthusiasm by the actors. So there was they had a lot of fun mm. doing it. So all the humor came naturally. Um, but in season three, it didn't. So... Mm. so um i learned a lot how to get comedy working when it's not working oh right yeah, yeah that's a skill yeah so uh, that was very helpful mm. and i uh i have like 10 commandments of of directing comedy because it's uh that you wrote yourself 
they uh, some are mine some are um uh, are other people's but i've tweaked them to, okay. fit, to fit me yeah, so yeah, i yeah. look at them these are my mm, mm, that i look at mm, mm, your bible yeah <laughs> compact bible. Yeah, because it's it's it is very, comedy is very difficult yeah i'm gonna read it that's uh some are mine and some are um interpretations of uh david dobkin he has um david dobkin. he has written uh his he has 11 11 uh, uh commandments mm. of directing um but I'm going to read you mine because mine are mine is much shorter than his. More uh, concise. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's actually 13 I see right now. But it's some of them are are very similar to his but um tweaked. So for, number 1 is kind of funny means it's not working. Oh. Uh so if people say oh that's kind of funny. No, it's not funny. Uh it got to be funny. Mm. Uh, it only looks easy when it works, and that is and that is very mm-hmm. important. When when comedians comedians uh, when the when the jokes work, then it looks like it's just supernatural. Yeah. So if it's uh, it's difficult to get that joke uh, out, then it then it doesn't work. Mm. Um, number three and four kind of go together, and if number three is if it's not funny you haven't gone far enough mm-hmm. so so i think you have to push jokes to be a little bit on the edge yeah number four it's if it's not funny you've gone too far okay <laughs> Contra- it, no almost contradictory it, it almost is but you know if you do if you do um like really uh, crude jokes mm-hmm. you can't do them all the time because no, eventually no, no, people no. go this is just horrible yeah, yeah, yeah. so you gotta yeah. be careful but right you have to push that boundary the whole time yeah so with those two you can ask yourself at any situation why isn't this working have we yeah. got too far or not far enough exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, and then great comedy has drama at its core ah, yeah. and that is uh, if it's uh, if it's any comedy has to have something serious mm at its core it could yeah. be a uh, you know, detective story it could be uh, a sad something someone has died even i mean it could be anything but it has to have people have to believe in what they see mm. um, comedy is harder than drama and it is mm. and, I, and i wrote underneath it with comedy if the set is not free and fun f- flowing if the talent feels tight and shut down uh, you get constricted performances mm. Like if you if if there is really tense on the set and everyone hates each other, mm. you can still as an actor, I think you can still perform really well in a drama yeah. as a dramatic because you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this, yeah, all this tension. Oh yeah, but you cannot you cannot deliver comedy mm, no. if people are mm. not if getting along mm. on set. That will you will it will be really difficult mm. to to deliver a comedy. You're only as funny as your cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the best uh, jokes in the script might die—they might just die flat if you have a bad cast. Yeah. Number eight, you're only as funny as your script. Also, mm-hmm. you if need it, both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's not written, if it's not a good joke, then even the best com- comedian cannot make it funny. This is mine. If you're laughing on set, be worried. 
and i've and i've noticed this a lot <laughs> yeah we especially when we did um hip hip i noticed this sometimes we laughed a lot it was like this is the funniest thing people mm. are gonna love it mm. and then i was cutting it and it was not funny at all mm. because you forget you kind of put on a show like you're at the party yeah like you're just goofing around and mm. everyone loves it everyone's laughing mm. so just be worried if people are laughing be worried because it's not funny no uh, comedy is not told in close-ups. Ah, uh, all right. Mm. Close-ups are for drama. Comedy is loose, and the background and people people's reactions are always very important. Mm. That goes hand in hand with number eleven, which is the person being funny isn't funny. Well, he or she might be, but more often, the comedy lies in the reaction of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number twelve. You never know what you have until you're done editing. Mm, very true. 13, you never know what you have until you put it in front of an audience. Also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the 13 commitments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I've noticed when I, that little comedy I've done, and I've done uh, things for myself, um, that sometimes I can actually find something funny in the edit. Yeah. I don't know if you found that. Yeah, absolutely. So the 10 commitments are actually 13. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, you can you can find uh, you can edit a scene and find comedy in it. Yeah, because the timing can mm. be created in uh, in the edit sometimes. Yeah. And but I pre- I had a, I printed that out and and gave to some people yeah. when did Swedish text and said this is this, these are my rules. All right, yeah, and it, it worked I think. Mm. And uh, the one about uh, if you're laughing on set, uh, you can see that in some. Some big comedies that may not really be that successful, but they have uh, like an outtakes reel in mm. the in the in the credits, and those are funnier. And those like, are funnier. You, oh, okay, you had fun on set, yeah. and this is really funny. But the results, no, I know, <laughs> and uh, that is a big, so big red flag. I think it is because it only works maybe one scene. Because comedy is uh, comedy is serious. Mm, yeah, mm. <laughs> it really is. Mm. Uh, I think somebody, I, I may be tweaking this a little bit, but uh, I heard a, like a definition of what comedy is, uh, ones that I really like, like at its deepest fundamental core, it's about something being wrong. Because mm. if everything is just normal, copacetic, it, then it's, it isn't funny. But as, as soon as some somebody like trips and... Yeah. It's out of the ordinary. That's where the funny thing is. So that's 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 where the uh, the reaction thing mm. you were talking about comes in as well. People are reacting to the thing that's not correct or exactly. right or ordinary. Yeah. yeah. And then this, uh, this latest movie I made, a case study. That's a very dark comedy. Oh yeah. And it's mm. not many. It's not much reaction. You can because it's only two actors most of the time. Yeah. So that's uh, there, there. There are not a lot of reactions, but. Um, I think we worked with a surprise, like like saying or doing the unexpected. Mm. So it becomes funny. Yeah, yeah. That way. But um, Patrick's character is reacting to you and the camera sometimes. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Then there are two more actors in the mm. film and they have to react to you guys being yeah. kind of weird. So, mm. and uh, 
And it is funny. Uh, and there was a, a lot of laughs during the yeah. screening. Uh, maybe some of those laughs are because we know you guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. look, Patrick's naked. You know, yeah. <laughs> might be, mm. might be the case. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but what had happened in that third season? Because uh, I mean, the main actors have uh, written and uh, third season had a lot of problems, and I'm I'm not going to go into it too much. But I think no, it was, I understand. It was um, starting to get stale and repeating themselves, maybe or something. Yeah, some politics involved, and, yeah. and you know, egos, and mm, mm. yeah, it was there was there were problems. Some things worked beautifully, but other things just really didn't. And and we had a lot of different cu- I cut it too and we had cuts that I thought was much better than the ones that that uh eventually became became the broadcast copies but I I don't know why they changed it mm. I think they cut away of some of the the comedy there was uh there we were I mean the, on hip hip there are three people credited as being director mm. and it's the two main Anders Jan, you know Anders mm. Jansson mm. and mm. Johan Vester and myself and no one could say this is the way we're going to do it. Uh, okay, because nobody had the, the top uh, directing no. position. Ah, okay, no. okay. So you had to like fight it out. Yeah, uh, so. we, mm. didn't, we didn't fight it out, but no one really decided. No one put their foot down and said this is the way we're going to do it. So. Oh, okay, so it was just a, a lot of polite uh, Swedish uh, discussion. Yeah. Maybe we could do this. Yeah, exactly. I hear what you're saying, but <laughs> so it's, um, that was the problem. But then uh, and then led to Stockman. Yeah. Mm, strong man strong man mm. which is like a political uh local politician yeah story yeah mm. it's it's uh when i first was given the, the script i th- it was it was i think someone told me it was based on um um what's it called the thick of it maybe oh yeah yeah okay yeah, mm, yeah. British British I, I was thinking maybe like a yeah. british show of some kind yeah and the strange thing was that the thick of it if that's the name, I think it is. Had a had a lot of handheld camera mm. and get that the office uh, yeah. vibe, yeah. And the camera moved a lot, and and that was kind of um, where we was going. We were going for it. Say, like, okay, let's do this. Let's mm. do a, a handheld office uh, thing. And um, when it first came out, the first season, SVT said, "Oh, we are not ready for that in Sweden." And it moved, and it moved so much. I mean, it didn't mm. move more than any other shows in a, no. abroad. And now you mm. would think nothing of it. Mm. But mm. but then, and it's, this is not many years ago. So uh, and and people wrote in to uh, SVT Swedish Television and said, "What's going on with that show? The camera is never still." And then just <laughs> what? Yeah, it was How crazy. old were these people? I don't know. And uh. and then just a year later, when we did season two, then all of a sudden it was okay. We did basically the oh. same thing, and no one complained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just yeah. a, a adjustment in yeah. the minds of the public. Yeah, very odd. So weird. Mm. I remember when uh, NYPD Blue started showing, mm. and that was also the new thing that was like the documentary handheld kind of style. And uh, but people have seen this that in Sweden for years before stuck him on. So it's kind of weird. Um, different people watch SVT. I think maybe I mean, they, yeah. I mean, they, they just they i think they just uh expected it to be the way it's always been <laughs> mm. but i remember my dad he used to watch nypd blue and he also considered it to be like a mistake 
Mm. Like they, I don't get it. They tried. They turn the camera around to point to another person, and they the camera goes past them like they're mm. looking for it. So I have a solution. If you put a, a string on the camera and you measure how far <laughs> it will go, it will just you it, you can't get any further. And I'm like, Dad, it's supposed to be like that. It's supposed yeah. to be a documentary feel. But that it's just, what? <laughs> yeah. And now I love Veep and com- and compared to Veep, we didn't do anything. I mean, we mm. they they mm. really moved the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Parks and recreation. And yeah, so they all on. do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now everyone, and they all do. And we, we thought it was fine. And, um, mm. But that was, um, that was also a learning process. Yeah. Did you also zoom in shot like those shows do? You know, we did in the first season. We didn't do it in the second season mm. because I think uh, people didn't like it. So we, we scaled back mm. a bit. All right. And then how, um, what was um, the step to do uh, Swedish Dicks? Because that was shot and done in Los Angeles again, wasn't mm. it? Well, Stakiman was a big success, so I think for sure that that's uh, the reason mm. I was asked to do Swedish Sticks. I did Swedish Sticks season two, not season one. Season one had problems, I guess, mm-hmm. and I, the director um, they didn't renew the contract with the director, and so they asked me, and I I thought, yeah, I thought it was great, a lot of fun, yeah, and um, we were really hoping for a third season and. It still might happen. I don't think it will happen, but mm. it might still happen. Yeah. So you there, you directed uh, Peter Stormare, uh, which is like a big Swedish actor, and he's in, kind of big in the states. You have seen mm. him in uh, like Jurassic World, and he's on American Gods right now. And uh, mm. and it was Johan uh, Glans, uh, also yeah. like a nationally famous Swedish comedian. Mm. But you've also had to direct Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it's the the thing is with Keanu Reeves, I didn't direct Keanu Reeves. Okay. I because I um he is he was only in he did one day. Mm, okay. At all the scenes. He had his team. <laughs> no, yeah. I was I actually was they asked me, Do you wanna do you wanna do a day with Keanu Reeves? But that was I would have one week off, mm. do one day with him, and then have one week off again before I start shooting my next so uh, I just, so I so I I actually gave it to the showrunner Peter Setman who who uh, who directed all Keanu Reeves. Oh, all right, right. Uh, scenes, but so, oh, he, but was, he a was a showrunner. All yeah, right. he was a showrunner, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he directed uh, a couple episodes, and um, he did all the Keanu Reeves uh, scenes. Mm. But uh, we had some other guest actors, and and it was it was fun. It was it it is different than doing anything in Sweden since the team was enormous. Mm. I don't know how many, probably over a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, just a normal. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I used to say that. Uh, I probably said it on the show before. Like when I've been on bigger shows and uh, and had acting gigs, uh, I sometimes wonder what does everybody do. I mm. mean, I know everybody's job, uh, kind of, but why is five different people telling me the same thing? Like, I know. who is this guy now? Okay, you're a runner. That was the second AD. That was mm. the third. Okay. I think on the on the crew crew sheet, I think there's 130 names, but not mm-hmm. only not all of them worked every day. But but I work. I've been on a, on big shows in the United States, uh, but not as a director. So that was um, that was fun, and also just have all the toys. Mm. You light something at night, and it is done uh, with a huge balloon. You know, like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen that, and then yeah. you need a whole group of people to deal with yeah. that thing. To me, as an actor, sometimes that can feel like you're crushed like under the the tip of a spear or something i I can like think back to 
when it's like my close up. So it's me and yeah. the camera and the camera operator. And then it, there's like a sea of people in the background mm. not doing really anything right then because they're just waiting for me to do my thing. Yeah. So it's like a big funnel of people just pointing towards me through the camera. Like, oh, you can feel the weight of the whole production on you, your face. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that. And um, same thing with the director. Mm. I mean, it's like... Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone on expects, the shoulders of yeah. the director, yeah. Mm. But I, I like that. I, I like, uh, I like the pressure. I like the big uh, productions. I think it's fun. Mm. It's very challenging, and I know that a lot of money uh, uh, will be wasted if I'm not fast enough and efficient enough. And mm. and I, I kind of, um, kind of uh, rise to the occasion. I think. Mm. You can do the comparison since you've lived in the States and you lived here and you've worked in both places. Uh, would you say it's easier to find work uh, as a director or in, in as a, in a film crew overall in L.A. when there is so many things being done? Or is it easier here because you do the fewer people who try to do it and uh, the, the, the pond is smaller, let's say? Um, to find film work mm. is much easier in the United States. Yeah. Um, or in, I mean, in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. yeah mm. But to be a director, I don't know. I mean, if I had, if I started directing in Los Angeles, I don't know. Maybe I would have done much more there than I've done here. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then it could also be that I never got a chance there and mm. I got a chance here. Yeah. So I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm. Um, no, I don't know. Hmm. Well, what also, what would you prefer? I think this is an interesting question for like every, every type of creative person. Would you prefer to be a small fish in a big pond or a big fish in a small pond? Let's say. I think you can be a big fish in a small pond until you be become too big for that pond. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then you have to move. Yeah. So would that be a better way to come up in your local area and then move to bigger pastures i mean it depends on and your life you know, i i would never move back if i didn't if i didn't have a child i would have stayed mm -hmm. and uh mm. and i like uh i i really like working in the united states i would like to work in england i never worked in england i did mm -hmm. a, i did a show for england i just finished it but it was another food show called little swedish kitchen oh, yeah. um, for uk tv but i've never actually worked in United uk and i i would love to work in united states more mm. but i when i moved back it was the, it was the right decision to move back then now i wouldn't mind moving back to united states and mm. work mm. so it's depends on where you are in life i i would have been miserable having a, a kid over there and yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, that, would, that was the reason you yeah, feel it like was, it, it would it would not have worked out no but now yeah now would be good Mm -hmm. I still have my motorcycle waiting for me over there. It's in the garage. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what kind? <laughs> Tell a, me all about it. <laughs> it's an it's a R seventy five slash seven. It's an all BMW. Oh, right. Yeah. Classic, beautiful brown, brown mm. and gold. Right. Hmm. BMW motorcycles they last as well, don't they? Yeah. I think one of my uh, the, the the brands my dad keep talking about. Like, yep, that's a good motorcycle. It is a good motorcycle. It's a but this is a classic one, so. It's more like to show off mm, in mm, a way, mm, sure. uh, but it's just, it's cruising around and you got to take it easy with it. Mm. But every time I go back, I, I ride it. Mm, mm. So. 
Is it like in a buddy's garage or something? Yeah. All right. Um, since you've worked on Swedish dicks over there, would that possibly lead to other things? Like maybe because you, you know people who work there now and they will be like, hey, yeah, well, maybe we could use that guy. I hope so. I'm 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 a dual citizen too, so it's easy for them to hire me. Mm-hmm. I don't need a work permit; I just show up. Yeah, oh, that's a luxury. Mm. I don't really have that luxury. Yeah. I would take a lot of money and a lot of help to break the, uh, the American market. Mm. So that's that's good for me, and it's good for anyone who wants to hire me. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. I hope mm. it, it leads to something. But I'm um, I'm not in in a rush for it to happen i I hope it happens but Mm. but it it will have to be yeah the right thing and if i'm going to leave sweden and go over there for three months four months to do a project it got to be something that that feels right yeah 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 yeah. so uh you have the luxury of patience yeah Mm. i'm i'm yeah i'm not satisfied but i think i'm content yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah This is maybe like a philosophical question is hard to to answer, but do you think it would be better better in this business to to not be uh, in a state of panic and be desperate and uh, or would it be better to have the passion and be like, let me do it, come on desperation never works. I mean try to go out and pick up a girl and be yeah, desperate yeah, it doesn't yeah. work it's the same thing yeah. it's the same thing desperation doesn't but i it's very easy to be desperate and mm-hmm. and when you're freelance which we all do, it is very easy to be desperate. But you, sh- I, I, I've done it so long. I hate freelancing and I love freelancing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you should never be desperate. I don't think so. I, I am never desperate. But I'm never satisfied either. I no, think, it, I think anyone that's satisfied good. will never continue to grow. Mm. But you cannot have this anxiety and if you're not if you're not content and you're always anxious and desperate then is that worth it i don't think it's worth it no 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 i i see what you mean so it's better to have a a want but not a need yeah mm right but how do you get past that how do you uh as a freelancer how would you avoid being desperate and being like well you come to me and offer me something i'm here i, I well i don't know it's um i think you always have to do something even if you're not working you have to do something i always write mm. when i'm not working i write mm. and i think my writing has helped me now and now i have and i have some writing gigs too so it's nice oh yeah nice yeah and i get paid to write and i i've those uh, those gigs come from the fact that i've been writing a lot mm. did you write all the way back in uh, the school uh, yeah UCLA? yeah yeah I wrote horrible scripts, but I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> been writing a lot. You have to write them as well. Yeah, you got yeah. to write, and and it's uh, the first script you write. It's gonna, probably going to turn out to be quite bad. Mm. If you have a super good idea, maybe someone can help you and fix it, and you might have a, a wonderful script. But it's mm. hard to write a, a, mm. It's hard to write scripts, or you can uh, revisit it later. Yeah, and redo. But I've worked. I've done food. That's my thing. I mean, it's mm. good. I've still. I still got to direct. Mm. But that's been my um, bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, on food shows. So, <laughs> Exactly. A lot of bread and butter. <laughs> you can eat the bread and butter from yeah. the set. Um, 
Uh, but you you mentioned before that you have like uh, ten scripts lying around. Yeah, I think I have features at least, at least ten scripts. Yeah. Going back to film school, we had to write one in in, in uh, film school, and that one is horrible. Then I um, then I wrote one. My second script was Playboy Channel, actually, mm-hmm. in L.A. They, uh, they had a friend who was UPM there, Unit Production Manager. And uh, they were looking for a script that had, was a mystery, but still sexy. And oh, um, yeah, they okay. asked a few people to, if they could write. And it was all spec. It didn't get paid. But we were five of us. Starring David Duchovny. Yeah. That was something. <laughs> so I wrote that. Um, and uh, that was the second script I ever wrote. It didn't get picked. But the funny thing is I found it a few years ago. I think two years ago. And I started reading it. And I could not find... I could not remember who committed the murder. So I was like... <laughs> ah, was like, exciting. Yeah, I was like... It's like, oh... It's like, how stupid. I mean, I was, I was like reading it. It's like, how stupid. It's so obvious that that is that person. And then it wasn't that person. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't remember, <laughs> didn't remember that. So I, so I was really, um, it, was kind of, yeah, it was kind of fun to read it. Yeah, and it was must better. be pleased as well. Yeah. This was, is a good fucking script. <laughs> it was much better yeah. than I expected. Right. But then I just kept uh, writing and writing. Yeah, I have a lot of scripts, um, at least 10. Most of them are written by myself. And one is written with together with uh, another a friend of mine in LA. We wrote it together. Mm. How's that process? Well, I wrote most of it. Yeah. It's... Uh, but did you do a first draft, give it to him, and then he'd uh, pass? And, or did you do no, alternate scenes? And, yeah. It was kind of his idea, and he asked me to help him. And then I started writing. Okay, and, so and, he, had he done a synopsis or something like that? No. So you, no he, okay. But he, had, he's, he told me all his all right. mm. stories. And then he wrote scenes that he sent me and said, oh, can you get this scene in there? Because mm. this is really good. Mm. And I think most of the scenes that he sent me, we, I put it in the, the story. Yeah, all right. Um, that was good. And then, But I also tried to write a script with Dogge here in Sweden. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a rapper. Yeah. He's a, mm. a hip-hop artist. Uh, that didn't work out. We, it, we did a s- script together, I think, but mm. he never wrote anything. Mm. He, I met him. I talked to him. I sat at his you know, his house and we we discussed different scenes. And I talked to his friend who lives down here in the south and things. But I I wrote the whole thing. But mm. I still th- think it's a kind of a collaboration between me and him. Mm. But I wrote it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he had his input. Mm. And then I also written a script based on a book. I, actually, it was supposed to be based on a book, but I read the book and I didn't find the book to be cinematic enough. Mm-hmm. But I thought the story behind the book, the author's um, search for it, it's about um, a female Nazi. Why she calls it him, her an officer, even though women could not be officers, but there was mm. a. But she was uh, she lived here in Sweden, and uh, then she abandoned the house and left for Germany, way well after uh, Second World War. I mean, actually, actually, I think in the early nineties. And then the author find a ho- found a house and found a lot of notes in there and started writing a book. And I thought that whole story about mm. finding those things was uh-huh. a, was mm. a better story yeah, yeah. than the story itself. Mm. So, Otherwise, it sounds really trashy when you just mention a female Nazi. It sounds like like uh, Ilsa She Wolf of the SS yeah. or something. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it it is no, it's an it's an interesting book. But the most interesting in the book are 
are uh, excerpts from diaries. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. So, the th so interesting. So that um, so I wrote a, a script that's more based on um, those excerpts and also the author's uh, quest. Hmm. Do you dramatize the uh, the the journal then? Yeah. Because uh, otherwise it would be. Um, I, I wrote a short film script where, uh, like a. The whole story basically is what that you read somebody's journal as well, and mm. uh, the um, the temptation is to do a lot of voiceover, and mm. it's that's kind of cheap. So no, there's no voiceovers. But I um, I I then I when I'm done with it, when I was done with the script. I was very happy with it, and I showed it to the author, and she said, "No, this is not my book." No, that's uh, true though. That's true. <laughs> so she didn't really want it anything to do with that script, mm. even though I don't think she thought it was bad. But she said, "This is not my book." So. So I took, so I, I have that script at home. That's, uh, that's the only thing that's based on the book, really. Mm. So these yeah. scripts, uh, are they still like you have them in the back of your mind? Like maybe we can get this done some, sometime. Some of them, not all of them. No. They, well, not the bad ones. No. <laughs> no, they are. Oh my God. The first one is horrible. Mm, it's, mm. it's absolutely horrible. It takes place in Paris and it's, I don't know, it's a murder story and it's just, it's, that's and then there's monkeys from uh, outer space. Uh, and the <laughs> not not like that, but it's just so predictable and so uh, it's just. It's, oh, oh, right. But it was uh, you got to write those scripts too. Yeah, of course. And you can look at uh, look at how far you've gone <laughs> since yeah. then. Yeah. Um. But but what is uh, what do you do when you have a feature film script that you feel like, hey, maybe this could be something. Maybe you have your con connections and uh, whatever, so that might help. But otherwise, what would you say to do with somebody who feel like they have a, an amazing feature film script lying around? I don't know. I think everyone, no, maybe not here, but every, if you go back to Los Angeles, mm -hmm. every single person has a, the most wonderful script in the at home. Um, yeah, and, and some of them might actually yeah. do. <laughs> and I think there are, I don't know, 100 scripts submitted each day um so you gotta have um you gotta be lucky and you gotta have it has to be a script that's different but i think probably send it out to script competitions if you win if you get number one it's one of the screenwriting competitions mm. someone's gonna read it mm. and there might something might happen in sweden we just send it into the swedish film institute and uh then we get a no, and people say, okay, I got a no, and then you bury it. Mm. That's kind of sad. Mm, because yeah. just because they say no doesn't mean it doesn't deserve to be, be done. But I mean, in the scripts, um, there's a lot of uh, reasons why they say no to scripts in Sweden. And, mm. So, But I guess you could send them to production companies as well, and maybe they can try to find private funding and, and such if they... You, you probably could. Yeah. I think that's going to start changing in mm. Sweden, probably. There are financing forums and mm. different things yeah. are doing it. I've never had a script that, I, I, that I've taken and, and told myself, I'm going to make this happen. Because so I think if you take a script and you're super determined that this is going to happen, and you work on it, it probably will happen, but it might do take, take you 10 years. Mm. But I've never done that. I've, I've pushed, I pushed a script maybe for a year and then... I write another one. Mm, yeah, because yeah. then you're fed up with it. I'm fed up with the process. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's, mm. it's I'm I'm not. Um, I want to be uh, 
I don't mind. I I produced a little bit. I don't mind it so much, but I want to be the creative mm, yeah. the force behind something. I, I, that whole thing about trying to find money and all that. I just, mm, I'm, mm. I don't like it. I'm not, I'm not so good at it. If you're good at it, then you might like it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, but in the States, uh, first and foremost, uh, I, uh, I know it's, um, Having a, an agent, uh, if you're a scriptwriter, would probably be a great idea because then they would probably make uh, make script readers read the scripts, and because uh, mm. the f- film studios have people just re- re- reading scripts. And uh, I remember seeing um, uh, a talk by the guy who invented the uh, the blacklist, mm. uh, and uh, he's one of those guys <laughs> that reads scripts like mm. ten scripts uh, a day or something, and. Uh, it is in LA. I think it's very much contact. If you have a lit agent, um, it's good. You can never, you can never submit an unsolicited script. You can never send a script to anyone in the United States. Mm. They will just take it and throw it away. Yeah, because they will to, get hundreds. Yeah, uh, it has week. to be submitted by either an an agent or a, mm, yep. a lawyer, or it has to be mm. from the right channels. Mm. A lawyer, though. You can have you can have entertainment lawyers that submit things. Ah, interesting. Smart, probably, since it's there's a lot of rights involved, mm. so nobody steals your idea and uh, to get them get them in the, at the ground level. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know if managers can do it, but I guess so. I guess managers could probably do it too, Mm-mm. and agents maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but it, yeah, but um, elite agent, yeah, sure, elite it helps. Agent, yeah. yeah. Mm. No, but I'm, I wonder how many scripts are getting written in la alone mm. and then the states and the world <laughs> you know that's crazy so. i saw um, they had a thing in um uh late show with james corden when uh they went to a starbucks because they wanted to see if they could find uh script writers and uh, stage their some of their scenes in the starbucks and that wasn't difficult they they just went past the serving area outside uh, there were three guys sitting there, and they just stopped and went. Um, any of you guys scriptwriters? And like two of the three were like, "Yep." <laughs> and then they went in. There was twenty more. And yeah. It's actually the majority of everybody who was in there mm. were working on the scripts at the Starbucks. And I, a couple of years ago, I heard that Starbucks had forbidden scriptwriters for uh, to uh, sitting at in their place because they get a coffee at. 10 o'clock and then they're still sitting there with that one coffee at two mm. three in the afternoon they just take yeah. enough space everyone is writing a script yeah it's uh it's crazy but i saw to break through all the noise it's i don't know it's very difficult yeah yeah and i wonder how many of those scripts are actually brilliant maybe a lot of them are how many scripts are more much more brilliant than Whatever gets written for Aquaman or, you know, Justice League. I mean, yeah. big things like that. Transformers <laughs> 3. I'm sure there are brilliant scripts out there, but it, yeah. it, it um, you got to make money. I mean, the movies have to make money. So. so some of the brilliant scripts, they are not commercial enough, unfortunately. <sighs> well, yeah. if you attach the right people, uh, if it, you can make it beautiful and you mm-hmm. have a, at least one star name, yeah. then maybe. It helps. Like a eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, or something uh-huh. like that. You, those things come along, and uh, yeah. Well, if I knew how to do it, I would tell you, but I don't know how. Right. To do it. <laughs> right. I, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's for the, the listeners needs to know as well, because maybe a lot of scriptwriters are listening to this. So. Yeah, 
But just so. keep, keep just keep writing though. I mm. think just keep writing. And if um, if you really really believe in it, just keep pushing it. But I um, I think also I think um, you got to be super passionate about that that project if you want to push if you want to mm. if you want to dedicate ten years of your life or five years and so and 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 if you don't think that that script is the best script in the world, then write another one. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'll write a third one mm. and just keep doing things. And also, I mean, it's good to have help. Uh, yeah. I mean, even if you love your script and really believe in it, maybe you're not the person to actually try to sell it. That's why you need a, a manager or an agent or something like that to mm. do what they do best. It's the same for us actors. You know, It actually helps to have an agent to mm. at least open up some channels and do the things you're not great at. Yeah, now I write uh, television scripts, mm. and I I watched uh, Shonda Rhimes' masterclass. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was very helpful because mm. I've um, when you when you write for television, there's a different uh, pace and uh, mm. acts, and mm. um, you know, it's a different way of writing. So I think doing all those things, listening to people that have done it before. Mm. Um, Read those scripts. That's really important. Mm. Get, go and get your. I mean, go get the best. Get the best movie, the movie that you like the best. Find a script. Read a script. Mm. Yeah. How did they do it? Mm. And uh, try to break it down and find the yeah. the what happens at the midpoint and why. And, mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. And read books. Read things on the internet. Yeah, it's a lot to learn. And uh, and maybe also the the way other way around, like take a book you love and see if you can make a script out of it mm. and put it in film form. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways of writing scripts. Some people just sit down and write it, and that's uh, good. Yep. Other people lay it out and structure everything, and that's good too. I, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. No. But to read a script that, or read a script from a movie or a television series that you like, and just mm. see how it it is written. Yeah. That is uh, helpful. Mm, yeah. If, because if you like it, then that might be your style. Mm. And uh, and uh, also, like, uh, sit down to just write. It's probably a good idea. Get that first draft out there, no matter how bad it is. Mm. Then you at least you have something from beginning to the end. And then you can always uh, work on it. Yeah, I I, uh, I mean I enjoy writing. I mean, I, I pref- much prefer to direct, but I I like writing, um, also. But when I do write, I I have to write. I can't write three days and then do something else and mm. then for a week and then write again. I got to write every day, mm. even if it's ten minutes. You just have to write every day. Mm, yeah. Are you one of those guys who like schedule to go up and like five in the morning? And- no. Sit down. No. Okay. It's it's oh, when no. it hits you, but it's, it's sometime during every day. Yeah, you got to write every day. Yeah, and then when I when I get paid for it, it's um, uh, I try to make it as a work day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, maybe I write two hours, and then I just cannot write anymore because mm. it, I realize that this is not good. Mm. Then you have to take a break. Yeah. Just think and do something mm. else, and sometimes you can write six hours straight. No problem. Seven, eight hours straight. Mm. Otherwise, 20 minutes. Mm. So are you one of those people who, uh, when you work, you work fast, but getting to work can take any amount of time? Uh, depends. Okay. I think when I work, I work. Yeah, I do. But uh, 
No, I'm not. I don't have a big uh, startup, but I take breaks. But it's not like I go and think about something for months and then write it. No, I don't. Okay. Um, if we back up, because I noticed things we didn't cover about your whole uh, journey. How did you end up in uh, the U.S. Uh, to begin with? I was a foreign. I was a foreign exchange student. All right. So what did you? What did you decide to? Hey, let's go to the states. No, my parents sent me there. I mean, it was just. My, oh, that was it. Their decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I agreed. I mean, they sent, <laughs> they sent me there. I went. To, We're going to send you to the other end of the world. Okay. Yeah, they sent. I mean, I, my brothers, they 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 went as well. I ended up in California, and then the middle brother he ended up in Texas, and the youngest brother he ended up in uh, New York. So we hmm. or New York State, he didn't uh, in Albany, but mm -hmm. um, so we we got to the three biggest states, uh, but. Um, population wise yeah, but uh yeah. but i um i went first and uh got placed in a, in a suburb of los angeles and um when i was done with that i decided to um uh, i went back to sweden for um, a year mm. and then i decided to apply for for u.s schools mm. uh, to uh, Yeah, film school. And uh, would, uh, was that easier because you had already been there for high school? Uh, it was easier for me to leave, but it was not mm. easier to get in or anything. No, okay, no. okay, okay. So you, yeah. you weren't like fast-tracked because, no. oh, okay, he already had... I know, okay. And how... Uh, you you have dual citizenship. Yes. Uh, how did that happen? Got married to an American. Okay, easy. <laughs> yes. So you took your American with you home? We got married at Little White Chapel in Las Vegas. Nice classic. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only person I know who's done that. So mm. interesting. Um, was it an Elvis? No. <laughs> it, you know, uh, it's, it's funny. It, well, we, um, I was working on a movie, and then the producer came and said, "On Monday, they will come and check to see if everyone is legal to work." Okay. And I said, "Okay." It was a Thursday. So uh, I took Friday off. We drove to Vegas, mm. and we got married. And I wanted to get married by Vegas, by Elvis, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I, w I went in there, went into the white little white chapel. Um, you can get a limo picking you up at the airport and everything, but we didn't. So we get in there, and then uh, said, "No, the the young Elvis, um, he's off today, mm -hmm. but we have the old Elvis, <laughs> and he's sitting over there." Uh -huh. And she pointed at the, in the corner. It was like a guy that didn't look anything like Elvis. <laughs> okay. So no, that's that's not Elvis. I can't. I, what what else do you have? Mm. Oh, we have a, a Sharma, like a, a woman dressed all in white. And whenever she's supposed to say God, she says nature. Okay, uh, I said okay, let's do it. Mm. So that's what. I, so um, he became that instead. And then it was really funny afterwards. You go, they guys, they say, oh, you should tip the priest. Mm. Put the puts any amount anonymously. In an envelope and seal it. It can be anything. We recommend twenty bucks, but you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Well, I had five dollars in cash. That's all I had. Mm -hmm. So I put five dollars in there. I got it. The first thing they do when they get an envelope is open it, take the five dollars out, and write it down on a piece of paper. That's not yeah. anonymous at all. That's no, 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 no. All right. <laughs> but okay. it was a fun night. It was good. Mm -hmm. yeah. You yeah. get the reaction from them. Five bucks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, five, exactly. Yeah. That was horrible. But I didn't. I didn't have anything. <laughs> Else. And then and then uh, we stayed at Luxor, uh, and oh, yeah. yeah, and then got back to work on Monday. And, mm. uh, because you hadn't been working legally because of I've been working illegally. Yes, is that common that though that uh, 
production companies or whatever like don't don't really care unless it's a problem uh, somebody comes to check uh, they they assume that you can okay but, but, nobody's but, actually checking the yeah paperwork. they never check but this producer okay. he knew that i wasn't legal and mm. the thing is you're legal to to work the second you've been married even if you don't have a certificate mm. as soon as you married you you're legal to work at least, okay, okay, at least okay. that's how it used to be it used to be quite easy yeah east, it was easy to be american i mean in, in green cards and all that it was all different between before 9 11 yeah i'm not sure it's that easy anymore because I, I i know yeah. people i even have an ex uh, who went to marry uh, an american and i know somebody who went to canada and uh, married uh, her, her boyfriend and uh it's been a process of years to, mm. to actually get a, a work permit okay uh, and that, that's Canada, though. But I think it's uh, it won't be easier mm. in the states. I think. Yeah, it was very easy. The 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 actual um, uh, not physical, but some kind of wall is actually being built yeah. <laughs> over there. So, but I guess it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. Uh, it was much easier mm. instead of having to to apply for you know a green card and a green card is not a that is a residence card. I, yeah. I have I have mm. friends who have one green card, mm. and they have thought that oh, now I can go to the United States anytime I want. But mm. that's not how it is. You mm. have to leave within six months after you get that green card, if you if you oh, win really? it, and then you have to live in the United States. I mean, it's a residence card. It's not a visited visiting card. Yeah. So if you don't reside there, you lose it. Oh. And and a and a friend of mine from Denmark. He went back and forth, and eventually they just cut it in front of him when he entered. It's like, took a pair of scissors and cut it up in front of him, so he lost it. Had he been away too long? Yeah, it's been away too long. Oh, shit. This is a permanent residence card. Right. But do you ha- can you work on it? Yeah, you can work on yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Because that, that would have been stupid otherwise. Like, you can live here, but you can't work. But, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But had you guys, like, uh, talked about getting married before that, or was it just, like... Hey, let's do this. Just no, we never talked yourself. about. We didn't talk about it before, but we were together. I mean, it was a yeah. yeah. Like, it's not like it's not a fake girlfriend, but it was a, no, 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 no. But uh, it was. But uh, when they came to to check uh, or say say that we were going to check if anybody can work legally, did you just throw yourself on your knees and be like, okay, <laughs> let's do this? No, you know, it was. I think it was actually her mother that suggested it. Say, hey, why don't you go to Vegas and get married? And get it over with. All right, all right. Okay. and you have the blessing yeah. of the parent. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but um, uh, so so what's next for you? What's next for case study? The, the uh, case film? study, we, we're sending that out to uh, fe- film festivals, and there are enormous amount of there's an enormous amount of film festivals out there, and and I don't know if we're going to go for uh, comedy film festivals or uh, genre mm. film film festivals or experimental film. I don't know. Wait, we'll we'll find it. We're going to send it out to mm. a lot of different ones. Experimental would probably yeah. be a good idea, and then just try to get it out there a little bit. Um, that'd be fun mm. to have people see it uh what's next for me personally i i would i'm trying to uh package an idea and pitch it mm-hmm. uh television series two different ideas and um they're both um nordic noir oh. and, and mm. i'm not gonna say with whom or anything, sure, no, but, no, 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 but no, no. or to whom we're pitching or anything, mm, but that's mm. what I'm working on right now. Mm. So I'm, um, yeah, it's still probably, probably uh, still probably 
very popular uh, as a genre. Yeah, it is. The interest is still yeah. up. So that's that's what I'm doing. I think it's really really interesting and fun to do that. Mm. Um, so that's if that works out, then that's next for me. Mm. And um, I'll be, um, I guess, some kind of showrunner on that mm, if mm, that happens. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you do that? Do you uh, write a, a synopsis for the first season in some kind of compressed way? No, we um, well, without saying too much, one is based on best-selling a best-selling book oh yeah so uh i'm rewriting that uh into scripts mm. and uh we will definitely have two scripts to oh, okay. the first and second episode yeah yeah yeah. in in first in both uh, swedish and english mm. and then we'll have a uh, the whole packaging you know the whole package um we have co-producers attached and, and one-pagers and the whole thing. Because mm, that seems uh, like a kind of tricky thing. I, I just uh, wrote a um, synopsis for a, a TV series mm. uh, because I'm applying for this script uh, course. And um, and that was one of the the things they wanted. They wanted a synopsis for a, a feature film, a short film, and a TV series. So mm. I, I was like, how the hell do you do a synopsis for a TV show? So, okay, uh, I'm going to do one for like an eight-episode first season. Yeah, uh, and I'm quite pleased with the idea, actually. So it turned out pretty good. But uh, I had to like look around a lot to see how the fuck do you do this? Mm. And um, I found a lot of uh, examples of those... Uh, show bibles like people send mm. out to when they are pitching their shows like i found stranger things uh was it like a beautifully graphic designed uh pdf with all mm. all the characters and pitching the idea and the mood and it was really nicely done like okay that's one way to do it and i found found the wire as well and uh that was like an, an enormous <laughs> document because he had not only written up all about what the show was supposed to be and the the emotion and the style and uh, um and all that but he had also included a lot of like pieces of script like this is a piece of the dialogue from the first episode and this is a piece from the second and to get a feel for the characters and the situations and everything so that's also one way i guess but that's not yeah. a synopsis but it's uh, yeah. no it's i think that's very extremely important when you just uh when it's not based on anything we i think if uh, that the one pagers mm. which very often are four or five pages mm. <laughs> um that is a synopsis and the mood board and sometimes character mm. we have we're gonna have uh, what we call the bible that goes through all the characters and the cases and sets yeah, everything yeah. up and what it's based on and all that but yeah that's what this these were and then we have a script but um or two scripts, but definitely the pilot script has to be perfect. Mm. And for one of these projects, we have the luxury of always, we can always refer to the book. And uh, since that was a bestseller, hey, we already have some kind of traction. Yeah. Because people are going to be interested in seeing this. And, yeah. and maybe if you have a name attached to it. You know, the names um, um, don't mean as much for the pitch. They mean a lot later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, what you need is uh, what you need is a really good writer. Mm -hmm. Now it's me, but I'm not the one selling it because it's the author who sells it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but I'm just taking 
the book and make it into a script. Mm. But you have to have a really known writer. That's more important than anything else mm. when you pitch a television series. Okay. Because okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that, that is the person whose vision it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, good if you get a, if you get a well-known director and, and actors and stuff. But that's, you don't need that for the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. TV series, if you're a known showrunner or writer already. Yeah. And you have had successes in the past. And when uh, I did that synopsis thing, we were instructed to just actually do one page. So I had to like fit it into one, mm. a whole season into one page. I'm like, I actually have a, like character descriptions and things. I can't do those. I just have to like drop the names and uh, I clump the episodes in basically acts. I don't know if that's a good idea, but I, I thought of the whole season as a like a, a feature with a, the, the different the act structure, and uh, I put the different episodes into that. So there was like an overall arc in the in the season, mm -hmm. and of course there have to be overall arcs in the episodes as well. But yeah, all those arcs, yeah, it's an open ended arc mm. because you don't know if it's going to be one season or ten seasons, and then you have the season sure, episode sure. Uh, mm. season arc, and then you have the episodal arc, and then you have a couple arcs inside this mm, each mm, episode, mm, and you, know, you usually have an arc arcs, that yeah. goes like two or three episodes. Mm. Could be like a you know like a side story and a little love thing, but yep, it's uh, that's also very difficult to pitch uh, things, but uh, mm. you got to try. Yep. So. Um, if one is interested in your work and uh, or maybe even to hire you or whatever how do we how do we find you and uh, or do you have any presence online and uh... well i have a, a company that i just uh, sometimes use <laughs> <laughs> called smash grab mm. smash grab media and you can find it online and yeah. then there is an email info at smashgrabmedia.com mm. But do you have any social media you want to plug and stuff like that? So we I don't. I'm on Facebook. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm on Instagram. And, but uh, if you just want to send me an email, yeah. Smash grab. Info at smashgrabmedia.com. All right. All right. Then let's wrap this up. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. I hope that tickled your fancy. Um, check out the next episode when I will be talking to someone else. And until then, finish that script. And if it isn't the best script in the world, write another one. Thea. <laughs>